Do you follow any blogs? No. <laughs> no, that's why, good. Why, why would you want to put that tax, toxic, uh, what's it Energy. called? Energy. Yeah, it's very toxic. Yeah. Toxicity. Tox- Tox- toxicity. Toxicity. Mm-hmm. Why would you want that in your life? I don't know. But you don't follow even Will Smith? He's not toxic? Uh, hell no. Why? First of all, following Will Smith makes you hate your life. What are Because <laughs> Will Smith's life is fucking amazing. Oh, my God. So wouldn't that be, like, inspiring? I don't get inspired that way. How do you get inspired? That's a good question. Honestly, I think I, I watch, like, the people that inspire me, I watch their work. Like, I watch what they do. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not, like, I'm not in tune with their life. Like, it's like your wife, your kids, what you're doing. Like, I don't give a shit about all that. Right, right. Like, if you got a book and I appreciate I go read your book. If you have a podcast, I go listen to your, listen to your podcast. Right. Whatever you do, like, Will Smith, love him. Whenever he drops a movie, I go watch the movie. But I don't, I don't need to know about all this other shenanigans he does, jumping off a plane. That does, that does nothing for me. But that is inspiring, though. Why right? is that inspiring? Because it inspired the fact that he's able to go ahead and jump off a plane, it allows you to be inspired because it's like, okay, if he could do it and he's talking so highly about this specific experience, mm. therefore maybe I should give it a shot, right? You started a podcast, that inspiration came from somewhere, right? It allowed you to get to where you are now with 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 this with, with the podcasting, yeah. right? So I feel like being inspired, it doesn't have to necessarily be, um, you know, from off social media or, or anything like that. Like, mm. I think if if you were following Will Smith and you see things that he does, whether it's him, you know, through all his experience, it could inspire. Or he's if he's writing a book, I think he's writing a book now or something. Or he's yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That could be inspiring. You're not too much to Somebody special here that decided after four or five. No, is it? I'm talking shit. It's not because I've been doing the podcast three years. After three and a half years, she finally decided to pull up on me. Um, so you guys heard about? I, I, I like that little bit that we had. You know what I mean? Unplanned. This podcast, by the way, is about to go. It's probably the most unplanned conversation y'all about to hear, but y'all gonna get some good shit because I'm my good scared. friend is here in the studio with me. Um. Trying to think how to introduce you to the people so they understand mm, that this is... Let me hear is, this. Let me sip on my tea. You know what I mean? Um, for, for that, because you know what? I realized introducing your guests is very important. Mm. So now I even write it down. I mean, I could freestyle off my... But I make sure that there's certain things that I never want to miss when I'm introducing them. Um, so <clears throat> other podcasts take note. I like to throw shots. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Other podcasts take note. So, in the studio right here with me, we have, um, and this is what I think is a reflection of who she is. She's a boss. She's a CEO. She's a go-getter. Mm. Um, somebody who I constantly have, as of more recent time, like we've been having these conversations that are making us grow. Mm-hmm. Just like you guys kind of heard the little bit before the intro and things like that. Um, she also 
you used to do a podcast back in the days. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she's gonna answer any questions related to the podcast. <laughs> she, Why not? She's giving me she's giving me the look, but I, <laughs> listen, I respect it. Um, how long have we known each other now? Five, nine years since two thousand twelve. Wow. Because that was my last year of uni when I tra- when I transferred to York, actually. That is a fact. She that's, used to be my ex-gym buddy. That, that's back in the day. We used to go to the gym, and I was, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was fun. I was putting in that work. We all were, actually, that all three of us. That was good times. What Big shout out to, to Dodie. Shout out to him. He listening to you. If you don't know who this is, Dodie, you played yourself. Let me, let me get my buttons ready. <laughs> uh, but ladies and gentlemen, in the studio in here with me right now, we have... Susan. Hey. How did I do? You did good. I tried. I try. Like I said, I try. I try to be intentional because I think um, that's like the that's a hit and miss. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes we get guests on there. We're like, oh, introduce yourself. But it's like, yeah, that's really that's supposed to be your job. Yeah, it, it is hard to introduce yourself, especially when we're we're sort of. Right now, it's just a conversation that we're having, and right. it's go- we're just going to go with the flow, and it's not really prepared at all, right? No. Because we've been vibing. Like, that's one thing about you and I. I realized, like, we could be on the phone for two hours sometimes, and I'm like, I got to work. That, that and then you'll be like, I got to work. <laughs> so it's just because that, that, it's that our energy. Like, we've had, that's that's when you, it's literally, like, authentic friendship. Like, there's no faking the funk. We've been writing. Obviously, as time goes by, we, we got closer and closer and closer. Um, this brother and sisterhood, man, I don't know. Like, it's we tease each other, make fun of each other once That's in a fair. while. But I, I knew me and Susan's friendship was going to take a turn. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this. When? We were sitting. We went to... Big shout out to Mama Land. Big shout out to Jacques. We mm. left Mama Land. We were in the car. This is two years ago. It's two years ago. We were in the car. Yeah. We were sitting there. And up until this point, we've never really had, like, a personal conversation. It's always mm-hmm. been about business. Like, yo, I'm thinking about this. Mm-hmm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about that. Uh, which we're going to get into in a little mm-hmm. bit. And you guys will get to uh, understand a little bit of our relationship. And then uh, we started to talk about relationship. People mm-hmm. we were dealing with at the time or whatever it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you telling me, because hey, I, I, was, I was sharing with you my personal story mm-hmm. and... and, and uh, my evolution as far as trying to go to therapy and things like that and, and realizing some of the shit that I was doing and, and mm-hmm. whatever else. Um, and then we had a moment of vulnerability. Mm. And for the first time ever, you actually was like, because Susan had never used to tell me <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I don't be telling nobody nothing. She don't, Susan, 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 <laughs> she don't get down like that. And we talked about you. You talked to me about what you was going through at the time with your relationship at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when I mean relationship, I just mean like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in that moment where you was at. And I also share mine. Then we had these moments, and I walked away like, damn! Like for the first time, we're talking about what bothers us and mm-hmm. and and the pressure of of trying to get married or the pressure mm-hmm. of trying to be in a relationship. Um, also, we talked about the the. I call it a fight, flight, or fleet mode. Meaning, like when shit starts to hit the fan, <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, I'm out!" Like this, this yeah. thing, yeah. Like we run it, and we both do the same thing, which is crazy. Which we didn't even, I didn't even know you did that. Oh, Nor I was, did. I'm a major runner. Yeah, you saying both ain't got shit on. <laughs> <laughs> but we've learned from that. We've, we've learned from those moments. But again, that was pretty cool because we did get to. Um, 
I feel like we were like emotionally naked for the first time in years. That is a fact. Knowing each other, right? Like there's a lot of things I didn't know about you and that you were very open about. Like mm-hmm. I was I was I was honored, honestly. I was really honored and it, we I felt like we got a lot a lot more closer. Yeah. And I think that summer kind of solidified our friendship as to where we are now. That's because fun, that was yeah. a very lit summer. That was a championship summer, I remember, right? With your 20s, what are we now? I'm forgetting. It was 2019, yeah. It was the we year that the like, Raptors... It was the year because we were watching the games together. Um, That's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was It was pretty turned up. But, and Su- um, Susan started putting me on, you know what I mean? Whenever she be around, because I'm going to be honest with you. Something about, <laughs> the one thing about Susan... <laughs> I'm scared you're gonna say it right now. <laughs> this is what but I thoroughly like is Susan Entourage is nothing to be playing with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Susan, you say, yeah, look, yo, you know what I mean? Me, and my homegirls, we here pull up. I'm like, damn. That's how I, I said, damn, you looking out for me. Because Susan um, definitely hangs around some very, very. Um, aesthetically beautiful woman, but also like deeper than that, right? Like, because it's one thing if you're around people that mm-hmm. just look good, but like you talk to them, they're like, ah, yeah. But it's it's, it's almost like the complete package. So whenever you used to hit me up, that's how I used to show up all the time. Like, because that's know why what? you showed up not oh, to hang yeah. out with me, but my friends. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but of course, I want to spend time with you. But it was summertime, you know. I was trying to see. <laughs> You know what I mean? The recruitment that started for winter. I was like, let me figure this out. You see, to all my boys, y'all can't say I don't do nothing. Oh, I be throwing oh, some serious alley-oops, right? Susan so. don't play that. And, and Susan also, another thing, and, and I appreciate her honesty, I'll be like, sometimes I'll be like, yo, Susan, like, what's up with such? And she's like, nah, that, that ain't gonna That ain't work. for you. Yeah, that ain't <laughs> for you. Leave that one alone. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> because I know. I respect it. Yeah, I know you. I know them. And it's like, mm. I'm going to be the last person to tell you, go ahead and do what you got to do. And then it doesn't work on it. Don't set yourself back. up. Yeah. Don't set. I mean, I'm not going to set you up for disappointment. Mm. I'm not going to say failure. Disappointment, right? So there are times where I know if. There's a certain match where there's business or personal. I'm like, go for it. Like, yeah, this is thanks. all you, right? You know? But, um, yeah, I think that summer was, uh, we spent the most time together. Thanks. Like, the most. And we got a lot, a lot more closer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was an interesting summer. We shared a lot. We got to, you got to see that I'm not too crazy, that I have some kind of, I have a soft spot, right? Like. Just can we talk about bit, <laughs> I, just, I just remember <laughs> I, I, I definitely can't talk about this on the podcast <laughs> it was at the whiskey concert we're gonna leave it at that yeah that was uh yeah that, that, that was a good night but yeah. let, let's let's even take it back let's start a little bit from the beginning um because i want people to get to know you a little bit better and probably even through this i'm gonna probably find out some things that we mm-hmm. might not have touched on things like that um three years ago i remember when you were part of a um ensemble a group of ladies and y'all decided to go ahead and, and mm-hmm. create a podcast mm-hmm. and um i remember like because i remember having an idea for a long time mm-hmm. uh, and this is like early podcasting especially here in toronto this is, mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't happening and we have never talked about this mm-hmm. and then i remember this vividly when you had teased the podcast like oh this is dropping such and such mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like the 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 I felt like <laughs> like uh, immense pressure. I'm gonna explain the reason why two th- two reasons is because I know we're in a world where like when when let's say if you're the first to do something mm-hmm. and you might have a close connection with people and things like that, you might feel like yo people are, like copying what I'm doing. 
So sometimes that creates like this unknown tension between people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the truth of the matter is, this is something that I I I was I literally went to sleep. I woke up thinking about yo, when am I gonna mm-hmm. do this thing? And eventually, I did. Shout out to my sister when she like created a logo and gave it to me. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I felt like I had to you do had to something. Go. Yeah. Um, and I think we're like a month apart as far as releasing and things like that. So mm-hmm. that was like you guys coming together and, and thoroughly a podcast that I that I enjoyed. Um, but you have since left that rem mm-hmm. and move on to, to bigger and better things. And what I want to understand a little bit about because you were with a group of people. So I know mm-hmm. that's never the easiest. It's not, but it it had its own challenges, to be honest with you. What inspired you guys to like to come together and to to, um, to, 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 to start the podcast? To start that. I think we were really ahead of our time, to be honest with you. Mm. And um, we were juggling a lot. And um, the timing was... Sometimes I wish the timing was just a little bit later. Right. And I think we would have been a lot more prepared, but it's... You know, you're dealing with three different individuals that had three different careers that yeah. were moving through like three different directions, Ooh, yeah, right? Yeah, so now, and then you have this thing that's this one thing that is keeping you together and linking you, which is our podcast, which was, you know, an amazing experience. Yeah. Now, there, there's going to be times where you are kind of, you know, somebody's career is going to take off somewhere else and, you know, your career is going to take off somewhere and then you're not going to find that time to or dedicate to, 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 to the, project, to, to the yeah. project, right? So that that essentially is what happened. And and it kind of just, you know, slowly kind of died out, right? Mm. And I think now it's like, you know, what we did inspired a lot of people mm-hmm. to start and continue. That is a so fact. even though it only lasted like, I believe it was like almost a year, mm-hmm. um, we were so ahead of our time, Right. We were so ahead of our time. We were like first three black girls, ladies that were actually starting a podcast That's in a Toronto. <clears throat> and we had, our lineup was pretty heavy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a good heavy lineup. Hits. Yeah, we, we, we were not playing. So, um, you know, it was, a, it was a good mix of chemistry that we had going mm-hmm. on as well. And yeah, and, and I think it just, it was, it ran out, it ran out of time, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I was starting off a new career, which required a lot of my time and vice versa for them as well, you know, maybe, you know, and it came to a point where it was just kind of died out. What was great that came out of it is um, a lot of people reach out to me personally after that. And it's like, well, I want to start this. What do you think? How was your experience? And I'm like, go ahead, do it. It's a yeah. great, it's, it's honestly, it's if you, if you know what you're doing and you plan it out and you create a structure for yourself do it like I'm the, I'm the type of person that would never tell you not to do something mm-hmm. because I didn't do it or I didn't finish it or you know it didn't work out for me or whatever like, I'm like go like go ahead and and go for it Pursue so it. exactly and the fact that you know we stopped and it inspired other people to pursue it to me it's like okay it might not have worked out for you but now look you have like a generation of you know young individual Asking you about how to, you know, how, how to start to, a podcast to, yeah. and what to do. And I can't, I can't even count how many people reach out to me, like, since, until this day. They're yeah, like, yeah. hey, I remember you used to do a podcast. Like, you know, I'm looking to start one. I'm like, go for it. Like, yeah. honestly, go for it. Even before we started, you want to tell them the story when you came and you're like, hey, what do you think? And what I say, go ahead, go for it. Like, yeah. you should definitely um, step on the gas. Because if you have an idea, 
right? And this idea is not letting you sleep and you're thinking about it constantly you and you it. can't sleep. Man, you got to do it. You got like to get just, out there. You got to get out there and do it because the last thing you want is, you know, fast forward to a couple of years or even a couple of months Ooh. and you regret <laughs> not doing it. I mean, speaking, I, I remember, and, and Susan used to grill me. <laughs> Still <laughs> but she, do. But, <laughs> but, now, but now I feel the love. So I wasn't, I remember you reach out to me and say, yo, let's. Uh, I think you guys was a month in. I was a month in. We're like, oh, let's connect. Let's talk. And I remember mm-hmm. I went to your crib mm-hmm. and was having a conversation. And you, you, um, you, you, you told me about the the, the structure that you guys had. You guys mm-hmm. were like a well oil machine. I was like barely figuring out shit at the time. But you were alone. You have to give yourself that credit too, right? This yes. is three heads, and you were by yourself. That is a fact. So don't you know? I think. Look, you're still here. I'm, I'm a- <laughs> you're still here. <laughs> I'm so here. God you damn must it. be doing something right, right? <laughs> no, but you can't be too hard on yourself because you are on your own. You're trying to figure it out. And it's not like you had a blueprint to follow per se within fact. your immediate group of yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. You had me that was starting off like you as well. Yeah, okay, maybe we're like a month or two ahead of you. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it, it, it was going to take time, right? It was going to yeah. take time. And I think you just needed to... Be patient with yourself. And I think you're pretty patient with yourself. Maybe sometimes you're too hard on yourself, but yeah. I think you're too patient with yourself. But we did have a heart-to-heart conversation you that did. day. And one thing I remember from that conversation that day is that like you, you was ha- asking me questions that I haven't even thought about. And I mm. remember vividly, you you bluntly told me, so how are you, you going to make money in this podcast? And I was like, man, mm. I ain't really, I ain't thinking about this shit. And, and so for me at the time, and, and it was the reason why I was starting and... My goal was to, I knew initially, especially, I mm-hmm. wasn't going to make money from the podcast, but I understood the lane that I was going in, that mm-hmm. I was going to use the podcast as the platform um, mm-hmm. to get me to, to, to that zone. Mm-hmm. So I knew that like, not, not, not the, the, the public speaking and what people are doing now, but mm-hmm. I knew that I could captivate people's attention through speaking. But because I wasn't doing anything re- related to that, like outside of my friends, nobody mm-hmm. even knew I could put sentences together. Um, the platform kind of made people think like, oh, he got a mic in front of his face. So he must be like, even if people are not listening to it, you're now starting to get them to pay attention. And when you asked me, that, right. I was like, damn, I really I don't know I'm going to make money. And at the time, I knew the immediate way to make money is if I started to host events. Mm. Right. But all of that, like I was so far into that, like I didn't even know if I was going to get to it. But I knew I could definitely turn around and make money through that. I mean, the podcasting thing is a passion for me. Like I mm-hmm. I do it just to do it right for the love of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's sometimes your, your 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 dreams are challenge you in a way when you're not making anything from it. You're now start to question. Is this is this it for me? What, why am I, why do- am I doing why? this? And, and this is why I think a lot of podcasters. Regardless of the level of success that they've done, listenership, they eventually burn out in a way because you start to question, like, especially if that's all you do. I mean, you're like, damn, like, is this worth it? So for me, every time I would go host and get a check, that would allow me to still do this thing out of love and passion. And the second best thing you told me, because at the time, (laughs) I don't know, and you guys could go check on the podcast, but I literally used to Prince Queen the SoundCloud page and be like, yo, episode this and that. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you like, 
fam, like you gotta like create a poster. You gotta. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what the fuck that was. So for me, I was like. So then I go back and and and, and I was watching what y'all was doing, um, on your page and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, she might be onto something. Mm-hmm. So those are two things I remember after that conversation I took away and I went back and and obviously not to copy somebody but mm-hmm. to use it to be like okay let me do it my way and I can remember that's the first thing I started to like figure out apps to do like you got to yeah. think about like right now like people that are doing this they have examples of people like you could literally just google and there's a there's an app there to to make anything you want where at the time it was like it was like two three things you have yeah. to yeah. Figure out a Photoshop. You have to figure out. Um, I remember even figuring out how to record properly. What oh, do you, yeah. it was a whole different challenge. Yeah. And then walk away from that situation. Those are two things that I that I that I took from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I still to this day apply to everything I'm doing now. I mean, graphically, I've evolved tremendously. I Absolutely. Think. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. This guy's a drone. Come on, talk about evolve. Come this on, where's had- my ball? <laughs> I got this a guy has a full Come drone. Come on now. Yeah, this is, you took I got sound pads like, now. Like this. I got a whole, you know what I mean? This guy. But this, this this is why this is I think the earlier thing and, and and back to what you were saying like people reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. Um same with me like I think I've single-handedly influenced and I could even see on how people do their podcasts. I could see how people do everything it's like Oh yeah, you stole you. De- you definitely got it for me. Like definitely, I could see it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and once again, like I'm, I'm an open book and, and I'm pretty transparent in everything. And I feel like even if I don't reach whatever goals that I set for myself, um, you your your legacy lives on through inspiring others, through inspiration um, and others. So shout out to you um, for not only you know. Yeah. But, you know, you definitely what Susan and them was doing. Shout out to the surf, right? Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't even mention the name. The surf, yeah. That was, that was the name of it. Um, if you were doing a podcast at the time, you either wanted to emulate or it made you want to raise the bar because you're like, yo, <laughs> these <laughs> girls. I don't we know. We were onto something. I think we were very much ahead of our time, honestly. Like going back, would you, would you, would you, would you do it again? Absolutely. I think everything's an experience. I would have, mm-hmm. I would definitely do it again. Um, I think it's timing. For me, it was very much timing. What would you do different? Um, that's a good question. What are some things that you would keep from that? And what are some things you definitely reshuffle mm. and do it? I think structure. Although we did have a structure, I think a little bit more of a structure. Really? Discipline. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Because what you're seeing is the, the final yeah, product, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I'm like, not, that's yeah. what the general public is seeing. You're mm. not seeing what goes behind right. the, you know, you know, prepping for the, you know, for the podcast, prepping for the trips or whatever it is that we were doing. Right. Yeah. So, um, but then I think it's, if I, if we had given a little bit more time, we would have definitely perfected the art cause it was new for us too. Yeah, it's not yeah. like any of us came from a podcasting background or anything like that. Um, I wouldn't really, I mean, there's definitely like area of improvement and that's, it goes for everything. Right. Um, but in terms of, uh, what would I change? I would just improve everything, to yeah. be honest. Like communication, structure, discipline, right? There are going to be times where, especially if you're dealing with a group of people, it's like, you know, one is more disciplined than the other one. Right. And then the next month you have another one that's more disciplined than the other one and so on and so forth, right? Um, but I think we all walked away, learned from the experience, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, now, just moving forward, 
what we you know what I would do is if somebody was to reach out to me is share my experience with them and then be able to help you not make the same mistakes that I did right so whoever's reaching out to me now that's 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 what I would do it's just go ahead and do it but this is my experience you take it as is you do what you what you know you go ahead and process this information as you wish yeah but um but definitely go ahead and do it right but um to touch to what you know what you said is for me at the time when you came first of all not to sound corny or anything like that but i was just so proud of you by yourself taking on such a big project like we were yeah. sitting in my living room i remember and i was just like i was just looking at you i'm like i'm doing it with people and it has its you know challenging moments and i'm like i could only imagine how it would feel for an individual to start to embark on this you know <laughs> it was not experience by himself and i'm like damn and i looked i'm like i was actually so proud yeah. and at the moment i'm like that's my boy i'm like whatever you need what just hit me up yeah. whatever it is like i'm there you know, I, I wish we did like a, a joined, you know, episode at the time or something like that. That would try, but then, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we, I, we did. Time, everything was, you know, timing. timing the timing. I mean, time, I, I, think, I think looking back, I mean, that's some things that now that I look back, it's like, damn, I can't believe I was. I mean, because I was, I mean, I was scheduling podcasts. I was editing. I was. You're doing everything by yourself. Yeah, I do everything yeah. by myself. And I, and I still do. But now the process is a little bit easier for me because I have structure in place. Right. Um, I remember just something even as simple as, because I remember at the time the podcast was new, so it was hard for me to get guests. Mm-hmm. Niggas was uh, you know, I'll come and then they'll cancel on me. Mm-hmm. Then I remember going back, I go, I got to figure out how to talk for 45 minutes <laughs> because I know niggas going to cancel on me at some point. But yeah. At the time with the weekly scheduling that I that I gave myself, I was like, you know what? That means if you cancel on me, I could get in the booth or whatever, do my little setup. Right. And then be able to give people something, something. to keep the consistency. And I think that has helped me tremendously because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's hard. Like right now, you could throw any topic you want at me. Yeah. I give you 15 minutes. No. Like it, it don't even have to make sense. And I think yeah. that's also that definitely helped me tremendously in the skill set. When I'm hosting events, because hosting events is literally everything you do is on the fly. You can't even prepare for how you're going to host a show. Let's 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 flip this, you know, flip the script a little bit here. Mm. I know I know that you're you know trying to throw these tough questions at me. <laughs> so it's my turn to throw it right back at you. All right. Let me listen. hopefully you let catch them. It. Right. So now the first time mm. you got you got a hosting gig. Yeah. They gave you the mic. Mm hmm. What did you feel at that moment? I, I, that first I, time. Honestly, I was just like, so it it, it was, uh, it was pretty. I don't want to say it was. Pretty, I needed some maybe, but I mean, the truth of the matter is, I didn't walk away saying that like, yo, I'm I'm made for this. No, I, mm. actually, I did, I did, but I knew that I sucked, right? Wow. But when when because I kept I kept saying like, this is what I want to do. I've had conversation with my inner circle, and then. Eventually, I get the call. Okay, here's your opportunity. Obviously, they're not paying you and go. I remember this was at the ROM. Went there. Royal Ontario Museum, if you're not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Go there. This is Black History Month. First show, they gave me the mic. No structure. At the time, I didn't even have a... I didn't have a name. I didn't have... The misactivated thing came in July. Mm. So, imagine going there and, and, and trying to find your footing. Yeah. So... 
but I knew I wanted to do it. And I was like, at this point, I got to do it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I've been telling y'all, yeah, I want to host, I want to, but it's like, okay, here you go. So you literally have to go. And I went there. Um, the first couple of times, it was flat. I was I was stuttering. I was barely saying anything to make sense. But what gave me hope is as the show went on, mm-hmm. I got better. That same day? That same Same, day. Okay. same time. Like, so by the time we, we got to mid-row, Thursday, I was I was literally like I was comfortable. Yeah. I was I, I got a flow. I remember I even like sang happy birthday to this girl. I mean, all this thing wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, birthday, come on, sing for her. And it was like the crowd was was really engaging. So that's when I was like, oh, I could definitely I could do this. Do this. So you felt a little bit of nerve in in the beginning because that was, you know, obviously the when you try something for the first time. Nobody's gonna say I was comfortable. Facts. Michael Jordan didn't pick up a ball and say I'm comfortable with this basketball. Come right? on now. <laughs> so you know, he, he like he wasn't that great either initially, right? So the first time you try something, it's new. You're not gonna be great at it. You know, you're gonna feel nerves. You're gonna feel all types of crazy feelings, mm-hmm. right? But as long as you don't drop the mic at that moment and your fears don't. I mean, your 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 feelings don't scare you, mm-hmm. and you just consistently keep at it. Yeah. What happens? It becomes natural. It's like breathing, right? So now you just kept at it, and look what happened. That same show, you had a flow, right? It became so natural hosting. Yeah. And ever since, from my observation, you hosting, it you make it look so effortless <laughs> that. I almost thought Come I could on be now, a host. Susan. <laughs> I got you. You do, you do, and you, you know, it, it's so crazy because you made me almost think. I mean, I think I, I don't know, but <laughs> we did, we did, we, we did, did, we did a little song, song, a little song, song, song. We a whole, me and Susan definitely hosted it. A we little, hosted an event together. A little, a little song, song, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's so weird, like. I'm like, I want to do this. Yeah. I want to host. And then, you know, I was giving, you know, I want two opportunities. And I'm just like, mm. as as easygoing as I am and as much as I have, like, this natural flow, yeah. I don't know. You just made it look way too easy. And I'm like, <laughs> this is not that easy. I don't know. Who thought I could just pick up a mic and go let, ahead and let, entertain let, all these people? Clear. And I'm host like... got to be. And, and also... Um, it's funny we talk about that because I, I don't I don't think people understand the level of 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 I don't even know what to explain it, but it, it's it's a different ball game. So I, I'm going in this rim, um, and part of my training is that like I've watched others do it mm-hmm. for probably like six seven years, and I've literally picked and choose what I liked about um, mm-hmm. some of the guy who at the time I, I thought was doing it at the higher level. So. The second thing was the pressure that I was feeling because when I now go and be like, I'm a host, I'm an MC. Mm-hmm. You got everybody else. Unfortunately, this is a very competitive sport. So everybody else is looking at you like, oh, you, I can't wait for you to fail. So every mm. time you go out at the host, I mean, other hosts literally show up just to see you fuck that up. Like that. I mean, that's literally that's so sad. the energy that you get. You don't you, you'll never get embraced. So. The way that that, when you told me you want to do I said, of course. And I told you what mm. I said. I'm here to catch you. So mm. no prep. Yep. My first time, like, hosts would literally give me the mic. First of all, they would talk over you mm. and put you in a pocket where now you're, like, isolated. Then they give you the mic. 
So they would do everything that they possibly can to get you to mess up so they could be like, see, I told you, you no good. So they basically set you up for failure. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, nobody's giving you the alley-oop. But once again, um, one thing that the, the, the give me great joy and one thing that maybe people don't see is how much work I actually rehearsing like how much work goes behind like you seeing me on stage mm. nobody right? sees that nobody understands the level the work of, that of goes behind they just mental see the, yeah. place that i gotta get in so i think um part of that pressure came from you know me just finding my foot and i still get nervous to this day but the only difference is i get through in 15 seconds i completely forget but up mm-hmm. until i say the first thing on the mic is like my nerves is it's really okay. fighting with me. But, but as soon as I talk, I, I, I realize, yo, you do this. Like, it, it is what it is. Um, but it is it is definitely a skill set that I think a lot of people don't understand what it takes. Mm-hmm. And like you said, maybe you're looking at somebody doing it. You're just thinking like, oh, yeah, this is dope. Like, I remember even hosting Afrofest my first time. Mm. So after, I, you know, I do about 10 shows for free. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a check yet. Yeah, you know, check, check. check, I get the, okay, you know what? We're going to give you Afrofest. But... Uh, we're going to put you 1 p.m. That's when nobody's there. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't get prime time, right? And I was like, of course. Like, I was, <laughs> I was at Afrofest at 11 o'clock. I'm supposed to start at 1, but because I, I got to go in there and get comfortable and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Right before I go, stage manager um, comes to me like, oh, now we, we're going to see your talent that you like. So nobody's really even helping you get there, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody just literally waiting for you to fail. Mm-hmm. And I go there, um, shout out, and I was in a relationship at the time. Shout out to my ex-girl who's there supporting me, and and, and I think that kind of helped. She deserves a two-two-two-two. Yeah, she does. <laughs> shout out to you. Um, and then I, I, and I go through, I mean, not to get into more details, but mm-hmm. I go through that weekend, and then um, I don't hear nothing. From who? From nobody. Oh, wow. Like, I don't, I don't hear feedback. That's when I knew, ooh. I'm onto something because had I did anything remotely close to it have been all over oh yo why you let this boy get on there and things like that so mm. because I didn't hear anything because when people have nothing good to say they just kind of like it. yeah they just kind of don't even acknowledge you right and that to me that was when I decided you know what I'm going to be um, one of the better hosts um, not so much like I'm not focused about like being known and thing. I think that comes mm-hmm, after. Mm-hmm. But even the best or most known host in the city, I'm gonna challenge them with my skill set. Dope. Meaning like, oh, I mean you yeah, you got a bigger platform, cool. Yeah. But when I get on the mic, like it's still like cause once you also your peers, once they respect you, that's a different thing. The crowd yeah. is fidgety and they associate you being good as you being on every flyer. Mm. But hosts, they understand that like when you get on a mic and you could cut through the crowd. Because that's another thing I learned. Like A lot of people get on, you can't even remember who they are. You don't know mm. their name. Their voice don't resonate. And I was like, okay. So once you get your vibrant that level, that's how I was like, at the end of the day, I'm going to make sure that even if the general public doesn't know when I pick up my, you know, you know what time it is kind of thing. 100%. You have a very distinguished voice, first of all. Thank you very much. You sound like American... Mm. Slash Polish Canadian. There you go. Slash <laughs> Ratchety West African. You know? Slash. Speaking of ratchet you numbers. Know? <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got it. No, but then you have like that deep voice. So you, you, I feel like you were born for this, to be honest with you. I feel like it. It really does because it just looks, I don't know, it's, it's kind of natural. Like you don't have, you don't even, 
it's like second nature, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm just seeing you hosting, I'm just like, like Afrofest last year. No, maybe not last year, the year before. I was like, oh, wow. Like, this guy is like, <laughs> like, he is actually on stage, like, for six hours. Like, is he tired? Like, remember, I was like, do you want water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Bruh, yeah, that, yo, I, I do remember. T- <laughs> and, and once again, like, uh, I mean, this is about you, but we're, we're getting to whatever. Uh, I remember sitting there um, the year before and telling myself, I need to be on that stage next year. This is Afrofest mm. is July. The podcast launched in October. Mm-hmm. So I was saying these things before I even knew mm-hmm. what was to you're happen or whatever. It, and then you're manifesting it from Manifestation. Time. And there then the next go. year I was on stage. Yeah, damn near almost gave me tears. But um, yeah, man, enough about my... Uh, but thank you. I, I like... You know what? I like answering <laughs> questions. I, I realize I really love One answering question. questions. Hold on. So mm. since you started hosting, podcasting, obviously mm. you have to, you know... At the same time, your level of sp- speech and your language has mm. to evolve, right? Yeah. So you have to use your words very, you know, eloquently. Yeah. Now, with that being said, have you read books or watch interviews or, and how often do you do that? I know you do that. You don't have to point. <laughs> I know that, but you know, like, by the way, so you if can, people, you, if so, pe- so yeah. people that want to possibly get into this, do you yeah. do you tell them, hey, like, I had to read this because. At the end of the day, you can't always use your street lingo, yeah, right? Facts. You have to, you're also sometimes you will have to speak to a different audience, mm-hmm. right? Now, in order to do that, for you to improve, you know, I know that you've, you know, I know the work that you do because, yeah, you know, yeah. obviously, <laughs> but. We talk, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, and, and for those, obviously, you're not here, you can't see this. And I was pointing at a bookshelf and I got about whatever, X amount of books mm-hmm. on there now. Um, and it's funny you say that is because once again, once I start to learn from some of the greatest podcasters, some of the high level mm-hmm. um, media personalities mm-hmm. out here doing it, mm-hmm. I realized that at some point in time, what's going to separate you from the rest, right? Because hosting in the club, that's cool. That's fun. But like, you're not really saying anything. You have to stand out. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You have to stand out. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your vocabulary got to be extensive. You got to be able to, like you said, be in every position. So if I'm doing an interview, right, mm-hmm. I got to tap in a different mm-hmm. lane. If I'm hosting a club, I got to tap mm-hmm. into a different lane. When I'm hosting, um, and last year, I mean, COVID fucks us up, but I got a chance to host like two festivals, Afrofest and um, Afro-Carib Fest. Uh, I can't remember the third one, but you've done a lot of in between too. Sorry, you've done a lot of in between hosting. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just I, I'm I'm trying to like tap into the like the ways. highest level, okay. right? So even that, that's a different that's a different ball game. So mm-hmm. one thing that 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 I suggest people do, and even when you're doing podcasting, is like okay, at some point in time, I gotta not even be smart, but I gotta challenge myself, mm-hmm. right? So how do you challenge yourself? You go and and you you through these podcasts, I learn a lot. Um, definitely picked up a habit that I used to hate back in the day, which is reading books. Like now, oh, like wow. I actually buy books. Like I actually yeah. like have budget set to like. I mean, for currently, I'm I'm, I'm reading the book, uh, the new Jim Crow Law, uh, and that's for like Black History Month. So I was trying to tap into that mm-hmm. bag a little bit more. Um, so it's many of these different things that mm-hmm. I do to to elevate, and not even because I want to sound like I'm smart, but I want to be in a space where like I have understanding of what's happening. Because I'm not the mm. one that I, I don't get on Instagram and trying to sign. But like if you let's say now you ask me a question and we're going to get into real estate because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, yo, so what's the ROI? 
I'm like, yeah, that's return of investment, right? Mm-hmm. These are things that like you have to kind of have an understanding. Now, I might not be able to get into like the deep rooted mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that is what you do. I'm, but I at least could ask you certain questions or point you to where like, oh, you know what? So I was thinking about this and this and I know, but you the expert. Walk me through it. Mm. And um, and that's very important because those skill set, everything that you learn, you apply it in everything that you do, like outside of podcasting and such like you know investing your money mm-hmm. thinking about the future uh i not even start to you know whenever i'm investing because i'm trying to invest back in my home country like even looking at like the the, the population growth what's that gonna look like in 10 years right because mm-hmm. whenever there's population growth i mean you talk about this all the time that's where you're gonna put the money because mm-hmm. the population is gonna drive the investment x amount of time so it's like it's things like this that i couldn't even like Mm-hmm. I had a decent understanding of it, but now I'm like, oh, let me go really, let mm-hmm. me go read about it. I don't want to get on Instagram and read memes because a lot of y'all, that's what y'all do. Yep. <laughs> they, they get on a meme and all of a sudden they think they know what it is. But, you know, reading and, and talking, talking to people and, and listening, right? Like, mm. I'm, I'm a big, like, when whenever you're talking, whoever it is, I'm sitting there just listening to you. Like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool. You're a like, good listener. Like, I'm like, I'm listening because yeah. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Whereas in before, I remember, and people used to tell me at the beginning, like, even when I had guests, I would, like, cut them off. Because mm-hmm. I was I was so, like, trying to just... Get your point across. Get my point across, but yeah. also, like, trying to prove that, I no, I'm smart, like, and I'm a... But now it's like, nah, I could, I could listen to you 15, 20, and then yeah. come come in when I need to. And I think and I think anybody does, you know, whatever you're doing, podcast, whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. doing, mm-hmm. really challenge yourself and, 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 and go learn. And and never be satisfied with what you know. Yeah. Um. And you never know what the information is going to come from. It could be from your home. I mean. Yeah. Me and Susan, we 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 on this all all For real. all but the time. It, no, it's true. And it's like, just to touch to to that point is, you're always going to be a student of the game. It doesn't matter what game it is that you're playing. Facts. You're always going to. Be, and if you approach every situation as I'm I'm a student of the game, guess what? There's always going to be room for improvement and and room to learn, right? Yeah. Now, if you approach every situation like, oh, I know everything. Oh, I know this. I got this in the bag. It's like you're not even allowing yourself to grow because you're automatically prohibiting yourself to stop where you're at and say, this is as far as I'm going to go. So I'm just going to keep talking and not just sit back and learn because... You're not doing yourself any good, right? You're you're doing a a disservice to yourself. So... To me, it's like, in whatever you do, like, you're always going to be a student of the game. And what I, you know, in my career, there are people that have done it, you know, that are doing way better than I am. And they've been in the game for way longer than I am, you know? So it's like, I'm always calling them or, like, talking and, you know, making sure that I learn. Mm. And I just literally shut up and listen, you know? And... That's and and I, and I and I think this is continuously going to happen till the end because it's going to allow me to grow and elevate to you know different levels to every level. to the highest level in every single time and I'm always going to keep pushing that bar you know higher and higher and higher and higher because I'm going to let myself learn constantly because yeah. if I'm always learning it's you know I'm going to like you're going to win at the end Ultimately, that's what it is. And you know what? One thing that I do is I study everybody. Mm. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. If you if you didn't drop a podcast in the last three years, I I I I know exactly. Like I study everybody because 
And I don't know. My therapist tell me this is overkill. Because I prepare for war. Can you toot toot for you going to therapy, <laughs> by the way? Shout out to every, specifically, and yes, I'll be specific, That's black okay. men that go mm. to therapy. You know what? All the black men is out. But I mean. Shout out to you, honestly. And it's hard to even talk about therapy because I think now it, it, it becomes a thing. I mean, I've been, I started going two years ago. Yeah, two and a half years now. Um, and, and even me, I'm, I'm early in the journey, but like, I had this bad habit of like preparing for war. And you don't even know I'm preparing. I'm, I'm coming for your head. Mm. Meaning, like, I, I can remember even sit there and like, like, um, in my mind, like, let's say if you if you if you started a podcast, like, I'm listening to every interview. Like, mm-hmm. this shit sounds horrible, but I'm still like, I'm doing my homework. I'm gonna go listen to your mm-hmm. interviews. I'm gonna pay attention to what people like. I'm gonna pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. And and I and I literally have studied you, and then. I'm prepared for you. You might not even know who I am, to be honest, <laughs> mm. which is one of those things where obviously now I've digressed a lot from that because it was coming from a place of of paranoia almost. Wow. Right. Like I was just like, oh, you you about to come for me Oh, let me, let me I'm getting ready for you. So you're always on defense. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for war. And, and I mean, that's once again, that's something that I've digressed from. Right. But like you pick. Biggest host in the city. I've studied them to the T. I know ex- I even know sometimes what they about to say before they get on there. <laughs> it sounds it sounds, but that's a level of preparation I was putting myself in right. because I've seen people get sloppy in a sense, and I've seen people say something about somebody they didn't like. If, if anybody would say something crazy about me, they probably would have regretted it because. I, like I said, I've studied. I know already what you're about to do. I know mm. who you're cheating on. I know your side chick. I know your main chick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know the chick you pay a board. Like, I know everything this about you. This is like you. no filter podcast. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're a DJ, I know your set. I know what you're about to play. I know what you lean to. Like, I know everything about everybody. Um, to the way, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of it's a mm. little bit toxic, but you know, you recognize it and you digress. But that's the level of preparation I was I was willing to go. So um, did that lead you to seek therapy? A breakup sent me to therapy. Still healthy though. That's good. But the problem, about, uh, the, the thing, not the problem. The thing about therapy, once you get there, you realize like everything else is fucked up. That's why your relationship fucked up. <laughs> It's like, like oh, yo, man. you got there because you were heartbroken, but it's like now you got you, you got to talk about your daddy issues. You, now yeah. you got to talk about your relationship with your siblings. Yeah. Now you got to talk about your you know your first heartbreak, and then this is when I realized that everything it, it leads you to to somewhere. Like yeah. Now, like with my friends and even people I interact with, when you do something or you behave a certain way, I could already pinpoint, not maybe exactly, but I could be like, oh. That's coming from X, Y, and Z. Mm. And then when you challenge people on it, they kind of get uncomfortable. Mm. But the truth of the factor is, if, if let's say, I, if I take you on a date, you bring pepper spray, I have nothing to do with that. So that means at some point you went on a date and somebody made you uncomfortable mm. to a point where like going forward, you've now prepared yourself to, to do that. And then, I mean, that's a very basic example. And mm-hmm. that actually has happened to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it! I almost got pepper sprayed. I was shocked because I was like, "Yo, you really like the whole?" How like, did you know? Did you see the? Did you see in her bag? Or she? Told I mean, because we 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 was having a good time. Because and then she kind of like it slipped. 
She's like, oh, by the way, I have a, I have a prescription. She's like, damn, bag. I thought you was going to be crazy because I brought my little pepper. I said, what? That's wild. <laughs> she didn't even realize. Uh, and I was just I like. I guess she got comfortable with you at some yeah, point, yeah, honestly, I, I, right? I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I tried to like, I mean, shout out to all the black, beautiful women. Um, mm. Can we get here. the do do for that? Yeah, you know. There we go. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest with you, and obviously I have a preference, but let's even talk about women, like what women represent to humanity. To me, it's like as men um, are some like we have a responsibility to women, mm-hmm. right? We have a responsibility that. We have to get in a space where, like I said, a woman doesn't show up to a date with pepper spray, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's it's that continuous, like working continuously on yourself to hopefully get to a point where we could kind of eradicate some of these um, fears that women have, like going for a jog and things mm-hmm. that we men don't think about. And mm-hmm. I think for me, it's, it's a responsibility that I carry on. I mm-hmm. always to the best of my ability, treat women like I would treat my sister or whoever it is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to like, you know, like, oh, that's my, not my sister. I don't care. Even mm-hmm. with friends now, we hold each other accountable and mm-hmm. where we're like, yo, you can't be treating women. You know what I mean? And, and, Facts. and elevate that conversation because I think for a long time we weren't being accountable to how we were treating our women and how we were talking to them and, you know, ghosting them, whatever that, whatever that comes down to. Right, so I right, think right, right. once again, like going to therapy, you, you take on a mission, um, and you make that your soul. Like that's almost like part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Going for it, I'm gonna make sure that, to the best of my ability, that I make sure the woman, I'm helping them feel comfortable in this crazy world that we live in. Do you have this conversation with your friends? Oh, facts. I got friends that don't talk to me because of these conversations. Really? But, but, yeah, because I think like yo, back in the days, I was doing shit because I didn't know better, mm-hmm. right? Like I didn't. Do you feel like your female friends have also helped you become a better man in a way? Um, yeah. Because, you know, w- women are challenge you, like even your friends. Right. Because you men- and I have had these conversations many times and I tell you, no, you can't do that. No, you. That's like, a fact. That's a know? fact. Yeah, you, you, you put me in my place. Nah, you can't do that. Nah, you got to let <laughs> us, you know. You can't, be, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and uh, like I'm saying, like my yeah. female friends have challenged me way more than my male friends. Because mm. male friends, we only going to talk about shit that's like cool. But now it's to growth and evolution. Now the friends that I have, we are like, we're men. Mm-hmm. So like we talk to each other as men. And when I'm out of line, they'll be like, yo, Eva, what's up? Like, what what is you want? Like, mm-hmm. same vice versa. But back in the days, maybe five years ago, the friendship that I had, we weren't holding each other accountable. Meaning, like, if I see you cheating, mm-hmm. and I'm just taking a basic example, like, it could be made, but let's say if I see you cheating on your woman, and I, I can't be a part of that. It's like when you see, if you see somebody. Bo- that's that boy code. You just can't. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to go and see your baby moms. But if you're my homie, like, and I know. Your significant. I'm gonna have a conversation. Like out of respect, don't even do it in front of me because now you're you're, you're putting, putting me, me in, a position. in a position that I gotta react to it. Now, yeah. if you do your dirt on your own, fam, that's that's, that's for you to deal with. But when I'm there, I, I like us to to like mm-hmm. fear. Like do it behind my back. At least have some like because at that point yeah. you like you thinking like oh this bro code and and, and I think it's, it exists, but to a certain extent, like you can't do that. In my face, and and yeah. I know your woman. I've been to your crib. She's treated it's me very with the most. For you. Come on now, and that's like you know, you know, deep down, something is off, 
And how do you, how, how can you sit there comfortably and not say nothing or, you, you know, not address it or just be comfortable, period. It's so awkward. Like, I feel like deep down in my core, I would be, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I would be like, I'm out. I can't. Um, we didn't even get to talk about your real estate stuff, but you know what? I like, I like the way we're going through with this conversation. I want to play something for you. Mm. And I want to get your opinion on it because this video, like a couple people sent it to me. I was like, yo. I feel like I'm, I'm about to get set up I, right now. Go. <laughs> That's what you're doing. He's about to set me up. Go. No, because we, we get into this accountability and relationship mm-hmm. and and I don't want us to lose that momentum. Let me play this real quick. Let me see if this. I honestly want a six-figure guy uh, is what I'm realizing. And ma'am, and that's my point. You <laughs> ladies all feel like, listen, you ladies all feel like you're the exception to the rule. And then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a, a dose of reality, instead of just accepting it, it's like, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm special. You don't know any men on this level that are not your father, that aren't related to you. That means you don't know these men. You don't know where to go get them. You don't know what they want. But you're still saying, pick me. They don't want (laughs) mid-30-year-old baby mamas. I'm trying to be polite, man, but they don't want those. Can I ask a question? Did you hear what I said? (laughs) This is funny. Why is that so? Okay, go ahead. Why is it so what? Go ahead. Um, my from my point of view, I feel like I, I get what you're saying. They 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 do have better options, but also those better options are younger girls. Those younger girls don't necessarily are necessarily twenty year olds are not necessarily attracted to forty five year olds. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, Bullshit. <laughs> I'm 51 and I, and I can't beat them off with a stick. That's another one on you lies. No, younger women are always younger women are attracted to older men. What are you talking about? This, so this is where me? this is where it gets good. Yes, I can. Okay, so do you feel like a woman like me? Uh huh. Oh boy. What would you rank yourself on a scale from one to ten? You cannot use seven. Would I rate myself? Mm, just your face. <laughs> Um, when I wake up five, but when I put myself together, see. Where do you find this? Like, where do you find these videos? Like, where did you like? What did you search? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. People sent this to me. Oh my god! Like people sent me because they're like, "Yo, Ibo, I I gotta hear your opinion on this." Um, what killed me was she's like, "Well, when I wake up, I'm a five. Like, (laughs) why? Why would anybody even feel like that about what was his point though? Is he so to give context to the conversation? I guess she was she was she had a list of men that she wants to date. Mm. Six figure guys in shape, six pack, Mm -hmm. traveling. You know, like her her list was pretty extensive. Yeah. Um, and as you can hear, part of the conversation is like, okay, but let's talk about you, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I guess this is, I mean, he, 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 he's a little bit harsh, um, because essentially, let, let me, let me see if I could get to it. How are you? Five, five. Dress size. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry? Your dress size. A three. Okay. So that makes you, if you give yourself <laughs> a five, that's average. Yes. So, average-looking women tend not to get <laughs> high-earning men. They tend to get average men. 
So, um, did you, did you, I mean, stop right there, stop right there, stop right there, <laughs> breathe and digest. I guess we, we, we could kind of leave it. So, how do you feel about that? Stuff? I mean, and, and let's be clear, I'm not laughing. Um, at her, I'm just laughing at the his, his the situation's his, funny. His boldness, like yeah. to be like, yeah. In all of my year, and 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 I would like to think I'm a pretty honest person. I don't know if I could tell somebody that. I, I, so to me, to hear, I'm like, you've never told a girl you're a five. Never. Oh, you're a good guy. Good. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm definitely not calling you back. You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm, for sure. You're not. You know, I'm gonna leave you on red and things like that. But I can never. Get to that. I mean, because for me, what's important is like, I don't want to break you down. Like, what's mm. what I would tell you is, I'm not interested. You mm. might be somebody else's cup of tea, right? You might be affording me a seven to seven, whatever it is. But it's not. For, I'm not there to 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 remove or even mm-hmm. affect your self esteem. Because I mean, even myself included, like growing up, like I've heard some harsh things. Mm. Uh, but for some reason, I never believed this. So you never. <laughs> like That's because you're a confident guy, right? It's <laughs> it's a different. But, but I mean, this is before, like, but what I'm saying is to me, like, I would just kind of walk over. But how do you feel about what you just heard? Let me let me get your take on it. What? How do you feel about <laughs> average woman? I mean, based on what he said. Um. Trying to date some ballas. It's it's tough. I think I feel like you're asking this to the wrong girl because mm. I'm not the type to chase money first and foremost. Right. So, just because I'm always gonna put myself in a position where I'm not gonna seek for someone that is going to provide for me. Mm-hmm. I'm more like I could provide for myself, but what can we do together? Right. Um. Now, with that being said. But but you wouldn't give somebody who don't even have a job a chance. I don't, me? Yeah. No 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 no. That's not gonna happen. No no no. So no. so so you so you're gonna you, be to with be somebody who's at the same level who's matching your your fly almost. Absolutely. Um. Or you would have to be definitely doing better than me for mm. sure because. There, this is this is my thing, right? I might get you know in trouble for this, but I think can I, can I? You, you can't swear here, right? Of course you can. Oh, uh, like you don't want to fuck down. You want to fuck up, right? That's a fact. So now, for no women. woman, yeah, no woman is gonna be like, hey. I mean, you can, but it's like nobody wants to be with someone that is on EI or. That's not doing anything with themselves, and you're like <laughs> leveled up because what's gonna happen right. is, at some point, you're not gonna respect that man, or you probably don't respect that man right there and then. Mm. That's just my opinion. Like, right, right, there's right. no way I'm gonna sleep next to you every night. No, and that you're a bum. That that you're a bum. Like, at least you're working on something. You're trying to figure something out. Then okay, then I'll hold you down, right? But if you're absolutely not about Jack Ish, then you're 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 taking some of my energy that I could go ahead and allocate somewhere else right. and do something with it. So then, why am I in that position? And speak for the woman. Like, why are you why are you putting yourself in that position? First of all, and if you really really genuinely love this man, then go ahead, like be with him, but elevate him at the same time. Yeah. Because best believe every man needs a woman to elevate him to a certain degree. Yeah, your nay. It's a fact. Right. So now, if if that is the case in the situation, cool. But if it's if it's just something that, you know, you're just pouring in the cup and there's a hole 
and it just keeps emptying, then girl, like let her go. And then for <laughs> nah, legit, let, let her let, go. Let that go. Let that go. But, but men always, I feel like I don't want to say men always date down, but men for us, we we always have to kind of look at the well, well. Well, two things are I know these are facts. If you don't have nothing going on for yourself, but you look good, you know very, why she's with you. We're very superficial. Like, yeah, you, at the instant, it's like what attracts you. Oh, she got a body on her. Yeah. She got whatever. And then you might get to dig deep a little, you know, unless yeah. you've known this person for a long, long time. time. Um, that's what I think is to some extent, like women, I don't want to say lucky, but I guess that's just how society is. Mm. Um, that's why I, I know for So you're me, saying men don't have as much requirement as women do? We definitely don't. That's true. I agree. And I mean, back to what he was saying, I think good. he was a, he was a little disrespectful with it. But a forty five year old man is definitely checking for a twenty year old. Come on now, you know. So, but he's not a bum. He's you know he's balling. He got something going on, right? He, he yeah. So the, a twenty year old or a twenty five year old is not checking for a forty five year old man because he just looks good. You know what I'm trying to say? It might be like a situation or whatever, but it's it's nothing long term. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But women are attracted to, you know, someone that could walk, that walks into a room and just his presence alone speaks louder than, you know, before they, you know, his presence just speaks volume. He has presence. Yes. What's the word I'm looking for? It's Um, like. Yeah, my word is kind of fucked up right now. Um, So they have that that presence, right? The minute that is attractive, right? So women, when a man walks in, like, that is the type of man you're attracted to, right? Right. So now, if you don't have that, if I'm if I'm 20 or if I'm 30, I'm still going to feel that. That feeling, you're still going to feel it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, someone that doesn't have much going on and you're walking in, it's like you could look good, but it's like you're yeah. not enticing. Do you know what I mean? So if you're not enticing, it's like you're not going to pursue that. But for a man... You're not thinking like that. You're no. thinking she looks good. She looked good. I'm a, you know, you know? I'm a slide in there. I'm a slide in the DM. You know, so it's different. The requirement for men and, and women are completely different. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I, I'm gonna. I, I know this is not a question, but I'm gonna point out to this because I know you have a lot of male viewers, listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna say something, okay? Uh-oh. He made a point where uh, this gentleman. He made a point where he said. If you're in your 30s and you're a single mother. Just a single mom. Right? You're not in a man's <laughs> list or something like that. Something along those lines, right? right? He's right, like, right. like a, a man to that standard is not checking for you. Why, A, you're in your 30s. B, you have a child, right? How does she- But I think most specifically for her, like she's average looking. Because once again, like if you... That's my I mean, stop, man. Amber Rose. Like, guys, she can't get enough. Like, all these other women that we feel is the standard of beauty, um, it don't matter how many kids they got, right? Like, you, you see all the time, especially celebrities, it's like, I right. think her, what's really going against her is like, like he said, um, she's average at best. Why why did why why does a man have to put a woman down like you're average? Why does that matter? <laughs> like why is this even a thing? Like oh you're a five, you're a ten. Since when do we become numbers? 
why are we a num- like, for real? Like, why is this? Uh, uh, ladies this is and gentlemen, so they bad. got nothing to, I'm just repeating what this the is, I know, but it's so unhealthy. We need to stop doing that, putting a number, or oh, are you a five? When I, even herself, like, she's conditioned to think that, oh, I'm a five, I'm a ten. Like, I don't walk around and say I'm, is, I'm a number. It, like, no, I have a phone number, but, but I ain't clear, a number. Dude, can, can we agree that... I mean, I'm not trying to get people, but we 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 know where we, where we fit it, right? Like we. That's fine. I know what you're trying to get at, but this. Uh-uh. I understand we live in a world where, like, and also, speaking of exactly what you're saying, the other day I, I see a video. Mm-hmm. Just to piggyback what you were saying, and, and the girl was in there like, "Yo, fuck all this positivity all the time." It's like, "Yo, you look good. <laughs> you're doing well. You look in the mirror." She's like, "No, sometimes I look in the mirror and I look like shit." <laughs> And mm. I was, I mean, this is coming from a woman, so obviously, like... Mm-hmm. She could say that about herself. Right. But for a man to tell her, you're a five, or you're a ten, mm. or you're average, I don't know, man. Is it the I, man's I, fault s- for saying that, or is it Is it coming from his mouth? for uh, internalizing that, right? No, is it coming... It's his fault for saying it. She probably has prior issues or whatever, you know? You just, you can't, you, you could not put a but number... his issues... It, it, Ibu, darling, his, his you cannot issue. put a number on a woman. I I think that's wrong. Like, you know, you to me, you see how you said earlier where you're like, you know, sometimes you wake up and you say, um, oh, I look like shit today. Like, mm-hmm. no, that that you're conditioning your mind. That's something that you're internalizing and it's not healthy. You have to wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to get myself right. Yeah. Obviously, nobody's waking up, you know, with. Uh, their face baked and whatnot. So it's like you're waking up. It's cool. Like you, you have to tell yourself like I'm beautiful. I'm this and this and speak it to existence because that's gonna literally set up the mood for the rest of the day. But are, are we not just being too sensitive? Like it's not being sensitive. I think it's because I I think you are responsible. So what for good what, you what say. good comes out of you waking up every morning and say yo I look like shit? What what good what good does that do to you? Every morning if you woke up and you say I qu- look like shit. My question I will ask is, do you look I mean what what's it looking like? <laughs> I don't wake up looking like shit. No, I'm not I saying you're about I'm saying like so <laughs> like we, we so my thing is like we can't also it's like calling you shouldn't make fun of somebody who's overweight, obese. I get it. Mm-hmm. And we now we get sensitive around. Oh no, like people. And I understand people go through stuff. And yeah, but sometimes we don't do a, we do it a disservice. We're not calling for what it is. Like we've gotten to a point but it's where not important. You got to tiptoe around every issue. So my thing is, if I call you a five, yeah. if you never believe it, it doesn't matter. So that's a lot of work mm. that you got to do in turn. Listen, I'm gonna be but honest. Why are you with giving you. me this work to do? Stop calling me a five. Like, because the don't world put a is number. a fucked up place. <laughs> like that has no. But I'm 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 being serious. No, like, I get that. I get that. But if we all started not calling each other, we're not giving each other a number. You're a five. You're a ten. You're this. Mm. Don't you think we wouldn't have these issues where people have? You know, there are some girls that they they're so insecure. Where they have to wake up every morning and mm. go fix their face before they go back to bed and their man wakes up next to them. I think that's freaking ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But we wouldn't be competitive in the world. But Sometimes we do need... Uh, listen, I'm not even a fan of that. Competition in your hustle. Competition in other things. Not for beauty. But like, listen, today, no. if, if you could not... If you couldn't tell that a million dollars worth a million and 500000 is worth 500000 you wouldn't care about where you stand because... That, that's almost like thinking about the a communist world where it doesn't matter if you're an engineer or everybody get paid the same. So in, in those society, we have no sense of competition. But let's be clear. North America 
it is based off capitalism. Meaning, like, I got to be better than you. Facts. And part of this, I, I, I just, I just told you a whole me studying people and all yeah. this shit. Like, I am better. <laughs> but that's to, that's you're trying to it's perfect toxic. your. It's very toxic. But you're trying to perfect your art in a way, in a really crazy and you know mind boggling way. On now. You know, you're, 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 you're. <laughs> oh, Susan literally looked at me when I was saying, I'm like, well, boy, I, you must be. I know, <laughs> but see, that's the one thing I didn't know about him today. I just, I just learned something today. That's, learned. that's, that's interesting. But I'm super competitive. But I think if we were a little nicer to each other, right. I know this is like a very much a kumbaya moment, but if we were a little nicer to each other, then we wouldn't have that many people in therapy, I'm, period. I, I'm not with all that <laughs> shit. I, I think <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I like I, I, I think once again, I think a balance, it, it, it's necessary in the world. I think mm-hmm. that we have to get to a place of finding the balance. Um, but I do think that like unless if, if we live in a world where we're not competitive, then all of this stuff goes away. But personally, I grew up being told that I was the darkest thing on earth and I never tapped into it. Right. So now I'm looking at it like. And for whatever reason, I can't even tell you why, because I was mm-hmm. young at the time, right? So, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at it like I can't even blame. I mean, now when I look back at it, yeah, they was dealing with their own personal, mm-hmm. obviously, issues. You want to project that on somebody else, but I've never tapped into it, right? Mm-hmm. So I have no sympathy to a certain extent about things like that because I'm like, yo, you could, especially now, and this irritates a lot of my friends. Like, it doesn't matter what you tell me, I know where I'm, where I'm at, right? So I can even disagree with you and be like, but I'm okay. Like, fine. You believe this one and not feel the way. And then when people can't get you to feel what they intend to tell you, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they now start to take that personal. But it's like, once you get to a place, and I wish that on everybody, you get to a place where you're like, yo, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel that, you practice it. It doesn't, you're not... The exterior world doesn't affect you as much as it should. Now, mm. I do understand that this is not common for every single person. I know that sometimes I'm privileged to having gone through what I've gone through and, and, and just sometimes it's just the luck of the draw, right? Like me mm-hmm. and you met because of whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, and we're here mm-hmm. today. And people should make the best of where they're at in life. Right? Agreed. And then, you know, because the world is fucked up. Facts. How you deal with everything that's been thrown at you, that's... Unfortunately, that's on you. Yeah, facts. Um, I want to play you one last video. Oh boy, I, I've, I've enjoyed you this conversation. Videos. This, this is because I usually, you know, what I mean, I, I'm trying to. Let me see. People send me shit all the time. I always wonder where people find these videos, or who has I, the time to record them. There's certain- but to be honest with you, this is more. And and before we go, we're gonna tap into like because obviously you're a real estate agent. I wish mm-hmm. you're gonna have to come back. We got to do a part two mm. on this for sure. I'm down. Um, but we're going to touch a little bit on it. And I know this is the shit that you care about. This is the shit me and you talk about all the time. And this is about finances. My last question is, what are the greatest financial myths we've been taught in the black community? The greatest financial myth, I think, is that so the heart. What is, in your personal opinion, and, and this is, I stole it from the Breakfast Club. Somebody sent it to me. Yeah, it's so funny because somebody literally sent it to me today, too. So I know so you, exactly so what this like, is. How, how do you, first of all, how do you. How do you feel about that? I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. In my household growing up, financial literacy wasn't the biggest topic. So there was a lack of, to be honest. What was the biggest topic? Um, what is one thing your 
Prank constantly. Talked about is unity. And I grew up around that. So to me, it was like, you know, unity amongst, you know, first of all, within within your own family. Um, you started learning that early, right? You know, you're fighting with your siblings and they sit you down. They're telling you know, why it's wrong and so on and so forth. You know, being able to communicate, right? Mm-hmm. So that is, um, I'm blessed to have that, you know, being exposed to that and have that skill to be able to communicate if there's issues or, you know, families, you know, the family's really important and how you're able to keep the family unified and so on and so forth with all our BS and stuff like that. Um, When it comes to financial, like financial literacy, it was just always uh, work, go to school, get a job, work, save, uh, get married, have a family and just... Plain you know, safe almost. Yeah, hold hands and sing kumbaya, period, <laughs> you know? So that was basically, that that was what you were thought, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's interesting because my dad used to own businesses when we were in Sudan. And I know he comes from like a hustling mentality. Yeah. And I always found it interesting that he came, when we came here, he kind of played it safe. And it was, he, education was very important in my household. Right. So it was always like, go to school. Get the and degrees. Get the degree and just work and save. Like, save, 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 save. But there was no conversation after that. Save yeah. for what? Like, yeah. my parents never had a conversation. And it's not to their fault, to be honest with you. Like, I guess you don't know. And if you don't know, you can't really pass on. They did the best they possibly can to, to raise five kids and, you know, in the condition that they, you know, they you were have people, forced in. People, like you said, kids, pe- people betting on you, almost not betting on you, people relying on you to to, to keep that going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we were, <clears throat> it's going to sound crazy, but maybe like we're, you know, my siblings and I were my parents' investments coming to Canada, Flex. right? So I think they invested in us as, as much as they could and, you know, to their best of, a, of to the best of their ability. And after that, it's like, we're also new here. We don't know as much. So it's like you take the torch and do what you got to do, right? So they couldn't pass down the financial literacy aspect of, you know, just n- you need to know about life, you know? So now the streets have to teach you <laughs> financial literacy. You got to need to figure it out. Like, learn the hard way. Learn like, you know, way. yeah, cool. <laughs> I have this credit card, but girl, you got to pay it off this much. Da, 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 da. Like, all this stuff. So, um, I think we're doing a lot better as, as a society now yeah. when it comes to uh, financial literacy and just being able to build generational wealth. And we definitely need to have this conversation because obviously, you know, this is like, you know, this 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 is literally my heart. Like, I, I mean, really we, have... Me, 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 today we talk more about relationship, how, you know, we yeah. allow the conversation. But me and you definitely talk a lot more about money and investments mm-hmm. more than anything else. I think we that's do. like 70% of a conversation. 30 is about relationships and 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 bettering yourself and things like that. Yeah. But our most of our conversation comes from surrounding yeah. these and which I thought was interesting about this was like I don't I don't you know, you know I, financially I think I, once again I think part of my um journey is is, is a, a lot of it has to do with a little bit of luck for you for me. Oh wow. Because when I was in college I remember I was working at a third-party collection agency, calling mm-hmm. people by their debt. That's when I learned about credit. Because mm-hmm. you literally had to talk to them like, if you don't pay this, this is how it's going to affect you. You were front you. line, yeah. R1, 
R two, R three, R nines, R sevens, bankruptcy, R nine meaning it's been written off, sent to like. I learned about that early, and then I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." And mm. in that moment, I remember a friend of mine who we no longer friend for obvious reasons. He had rented a car. Mm. Rented a car. I didn't know this was a fraudulent transaction. Mm-hmm. I gave my at the time amongst my friend, I was the only one that had a legit driver license <laughs> and a legit credit card. That's so sad that you had was, to say legit driver license. Yeah, because nobody, nobody. <laughs> it's crazy, and, and maybe people can relate to this in your group of friends. One had a driver license, one had a credit, but it was never one with two. <laughs> <laughs> and you need a two to, to rent cars. So then the, the whole thing, I go, I get the car, we keep it for a month. Um, I thought this was supposed to cost four or $500. I find out we're being billed per day, 60 bucks. I return it. Wow. And then I get a seven, uh, $5,600. Um, what kind of car were you driving? A regular car, but rent like we kept it for a month for 30 days. And it's about $60 a day. That's insane. Um, so I get a call from my credit card company, and there's like somebody trying to take $6,000. I said, You might. This credit card was $1,000, by the way. And this, at this time, I'm like, $950. i am like, You're only going to get $50. But that's when I learned a credit card can force in transactions as long as they have proof. This is why car rental love credit cards. Mm. Even if you don't have the money, they're going to get paid. And you're going to be on overdraft for a million years. Facts. So reality hit me at 22 years old and they took $6,000 from my credit card. Jesus Christ. That you didn't have. That I did. What? I was making $24,000 a year at that time before tax. (laughs) (laughs) Do the math. My paycheck. I remember this vividly. $861 every two weeks. That's what I was bringing in. Um, So you learned a hard way. Come on now. You got hit hit. Come on. So and... You know, after back and forth, I realized that my friend wasn't going to pay nothing. I think one of them ended up giving me $900 over a period of two years. So you got to think about this, too. Like, I mean, y'all are kids, too, right? I mean, wh- I mean, he was much older than me. I was 22. He was closer to his, his 30s. Wow. Um, and then, you know, I now have to make a decision. Having working credit, I was like, I have to pay this. Like, mm-hmm. they're telling me, yo, don't worry about it. I was like, no, no, no. I got to pay this because this is going to affect me. Right. You're telling me this because it's not on your credit. Long story short, um, after graduating, the, f- the first two years, that's when you get your biggest tax return. Um, and then I literally took all the money that I was getting. I, I think the first year I got like 5000 back. The other one, mm-hmm. three. All that went to this credit card, paid it off. Um, and then I had gotten a better job. Mm. Uh, this time I went from making 24000 to 42000 a year. And I was putting in $300 a paycheck. That, that's actually when you met me, when we live in mm. your university village. Um, and I was going through this thing and, um, you know, as, as I'm paying it down and then once I cleared that, that was my lesson into financial literacy. That's how I learned. It cost me $7,000. Why did you call it luck? Because had I not worked in collections, my life would have been ruined to this day because I wouldn't have paid that bill. Right. That would have been so, sent to collection. I would have got sued for it because at the time, the threshold was $5,000. Anything right. over $5,000, uh, company sued you for that money. And <laughs> they would go and garnish your wages. So yeah. I knew all about all of this. So I was like, I didn't have a choice. But that's because I work in collection where, as in many people that I know, don't go through that same transition. Right? So, mm. um, you know, people not paying their cell phone bills back in the days and... 
That's I've heard of happens. it, and and, yeah. and now you know now when you're getting ready to buy a house in your mid twenties, because this shit stays. So mm-hmm. in theory, this shit stays on your credit for seven years. This happened to me. I was twenty two. Um, luckily, when I was twenty five or twenty six years old, just turned twenty six, I was in a position to buy my first property. Mm. Now, if I hadn't paid that, I'm not out of the wood because it hasn't been seven years. So you got to think about the position I'm in financially today. Mm. If I don't take care of that at 22, I'm the one talking to you about, yo, how can I, you know what I mean? I'm in a bad yeah. place. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean by luck. Because I learned this thing early on, it only cost me $7,000. And now I look at $7,000 like, huh? Yeah. We could transfer that from, you know, the check. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> this is what we call level up. You know what I mean? So leveled and, up. But that was a big <laughs> At the time, it's a, it's a, to be honest with you, it's a chunk right now too, right? So imagine you're on overdraft yeah, was, for seven thousand right that now. That was my network at the time. Like that's all I was. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to say that's how much, but like to me, I'm, I'm looking back and, and I share right. this with friends, and, and I know me and you talk about this all the time. It's like these some of these times. It's like yo, you're learning through financial and and the myth of like our parents telling us how to save and. Even like me attempting to buy a place at mm. a young age, it was like I had so much money saved. I was like, what am I going to do with this? Because mm. I started doing math and bank was giving me two hundred dollars a year, and I was like, what? So then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go buy something, and then if I mess it up, at the time I think I'm 26, I'll have time to recover. Yeah. I mean, we haven't looked back since, yeah. but it's like all of these stuff was was taking a leap of faith, and even now with my mom, I was like, yo, mom, you got to put this into yeah. a TFSA for two years because. This is 8% return, compounded interest. And, and this is, yeah. I learned that when I worked at a bank in the financial institution. That's when I learned about Downtown. RSPs and yeah, things like that. Yeah. And once again, that journey doesn't happen if I just don't happen mm-hmm. to just get those jobs. So for those who don't are not lucky enough to go through that path, mm. it's like you're learning this at 30. It's interesting that now you're teaching your parents this. Oh, that's a fact. That's, it's My mom looked at a statement the other day, and her investment went up twelve hundred bucks. It hasn't even been a year that she put it in there, and she was like, "I said, yeah." So now you literally made twelve hundred dollars, yeah, for free. I was like, "But think about this. Most of us want to save money." Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's literally you putting away a hundred dollars mm-hmm. every month." But we don't even get to do that because we don't have a mm. hundred dollars extra every month. I always say, um, and I tell my clients this all the time. Actually, I tell anybody, everybody that was willing to listen is. Um, this is going to sound so crazy, but you have to take it in. The worst place to have all your money is in a bank. Mm. Why? Because the interest rate that you're getting from the bank mm. is close to nothing to what they're making with your money in return. That's a fact. Now, you have to either play the bank or you just get smart. You need to diversify your portfolio. So whether it's you're putting in stocks, you're putting it in... Uh, stocks that could give you dividends or just uh, you put it in real estate or you become the bank yourself. Private investors. Too you know, people are, people are looking to borrow anything nowadays. People are looking to borrow 20000 People are willing to looking to borrow 50000 100000 yeah. whatever. You know, you could have $20,000 in your bank account right now. You're getting what? 1. 1.75? That's a fact. 2 max, 2.25. I think that's what my TFSA is. 2.25. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. Now... <laughs> Fast forward, yeah. if you add that up over a period of year, you're getting peanuts. Yeah, nothing. Now, if I need $20,000 and you have it, Ibu. Call me. Call you. And then what you going to do? 
Charges 13%. There we go. <laughs> no, facts. That's that's what it is. That's yeah, that's yeah. Act, the standard is 10% minimum, right? So now what are you making? Like eight times the amount that you'd be making from the bank, right? So now it's it's honestly common sense. Yeah. Like why would you Obviously there's a little you know risk involved is, and yeah, yeah, you know you, you have to obviously do it with the right people, make sure you have proper paperwork and you know definitely get lawyers involved, right? Like obviously you know do it right. But at the end of the day, you have to, you know, like that video, what what he was saying is you have to let your dollar work for you. That's a fact. You know, ideally, and we need to pick this conversation up because this, there's a lot that we need to share and obviously have a conversation about as well is there's two ways of making money. Once, once you're standing up, so that's when, you know, you're using your sweat equity. And then the other one Trading is... Trading your time and then getting paid X amount of per Exactly. Hour. So that is horizontal. And then the other way of making money is uh, vertical while you're sleeping, right? So now if your money is working for you while you're sleeping, you're laughing. Yeah. You've, you've reached a certain level where now you're comfortable and you're not, you know, you're sleeping tight, period. You're not, you're not worried about a pay. I mean, I, I think the, the, the one time that I started to put two and two together and be like, yo, you probably, you're going to be okay is when I stopped forgetting when I was getting paid. Meaning, I, I I don't know. I, I mean, even to this day, I can't I can't tell you if I'm getting paid this Thursday. Like, but I just know like every end of the month, I go into my bank account, and I distribute the money to who I owe this, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm out. Like, I go, I check my bank account once or twice, which is not recommended um, because obviously, I think sometimes you know. No, you definitely should check it a little bit more often. I, I should. I should. Yeah, I I, 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 I should. don't know about every every you know twice a month. That's yeah. a little too yeah. low for me yeah. to be honest with you, but definitely. Check it just because sometimes you'll do you, you do have some transaction that you're not familiar yeah, with, you which don't know has what's going exactly which has happened to me recently too. Even with my credit card, I was like, "Whoa, that's not me." Mm. But um, Facts. you you should definitely be on top of your finance. That's not something you want to sleep on, um, especially with your credit cards. You know, sometimes you get your statement and you ignore it. No, <laughs> take check a look. See, yeah, yeah, for, take no, a for look. sure. Check. I, I definitely check take my. A look. Same, but just to make sure, like, okay, this this is all me, okay. Exactly. Then I take care of it that way. I mean, yo, I think we should have started with this, but you know what? Um, We're going to have to redo this. You're coming this. back. We got to do part two. We're going to have to redo Finances this. only, but um, this was good, man. Honestly, this was I, good. I appreciate you pulling up. Um, I love you for it, and, and, and I hope through this conversation, you guys listen to today's episode, you got to, to see a little bit of a lot of things going on mm. and... and, and Susan is a dope person to connect with. Um, she's a realtor in the city of Toronto. So if you're in the GTA, Toronto, Toronto right? Mm-hmm. Canada. Ontario. So Ontario. we're licensed in Ontario. So right now I trade in the GTA, of course. Mm-hmm. I also trade in the you know county of Wellington, which is Guelph. Um, also in uh, Waterloo, which mm-hmm. is Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo. Um, I've gone as far as... Uh, like Windsor or St. Catherine. So, you know, you, we, we get around, you know, we're out here securing the bag. That's, that's you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, we got to do what you got to do. That's a fact. So, <laughs> so if, if you have any, and I know right now um, everybody's trying to be Mr. Um, Realtor and everybody trying to give you facts about money. Um, don't listen too much to it. Mm. Sound like my headphones probably went out, but uh, Susan definitely hit her up. She'll, she'll definitely put you on um, and this is like I said, this is seventy percent of the shit we talk about. 
And then sometimes she called me and cursed me out because something I posted and, <laughs> and asked me certain questions. And, and you know, she hold me accountable, which I like it. Um, if people want to connect, which obviously let them know um, how to reach you and all that good stuff. So if you would like to reach out to me, you could follow me on Instagram, which is at Suzy Karen, K-E-R-E-N. Or just search my full name, which is Susan, and then last name Hiabu, H-I-Y-A-B-U. Um, that is social. And if you want to connect with me on a, you know, you have questions about real estate or anything in that sort, you know, you could get my contacts through uh, Mr. Activated. Hit me up. I got you. And uh, Business we'll only. Don't slide in your DM. I know, I know some of you guys be on my podcast. <laughs> Leave my guests alone, okay? Don't slide in a DM by nonsense. Business, business only. Business, business only. only. There you go. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I can't wait for us to... Um, have more of a intellectual conversation, and uh, you know, I think uh, I think we have I think we could talk forever, you and I. Yeah, that's well, that's the we'll problem. Go, we'll like go. this this could go on forever. Yeah, go for it. But y'all got an hour and a half, and uh, that's all y'all gonna get. So, um, thanks again for tuning in. This is Deactivated Podcast. Of course, you've officially been activated.